Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain. And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini. Wow. Wow, everybody's excited. New time. We're glad to be here at 7 o'clock. Welcome to Top of the Food Chain. I'm your host, Al Mancini, on the Vegas Video Network. Probably the only man in America who prepares for his health insurance physical with a week of five-course tasting menus, foie gras, and wine pairing. I can't wait to see those blood test results. <laughs> Pre-existing condition? Yes. Anyway, to the Vegas Video Network top of the food chain. We've got a great show for you planned tonight. We're talking pasta. Y'all think you know. Ardo knows pasta. Gino from Nove Italiano will be here chatting about pasta, telling you all you possibly could ever want to know in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, I want to, once again, before we get started, I want to thank our, um, our sponsor, Bread and Butter. Great bakery. I mean, if you, I don't know, if you're old like me, and if you're young, you probably don't remember this, but you know there was a day when there was a bakery in every neighborhood, back before you went to the supermarket for bakeries, and now everybody goes to the supermarket. Food's kind of lame. I know there are a few neighborhood bakeries out there, but most of them are just cupcakes and things like that, which is great. I mean, I, I love those artisans. But if you really want an artisan who brings you back to the old days of a real neighborhood bakery, of a guy who actually cares, um, Chris Heron at Bread and Butter. I've been a fan of his since it opened. I'm thrilled to have him as a sponsor. Everything from house-made breads, um, incredible pastries. The man was at Bouchon for years making, making pastries for Thomas Keller. And if you don't know who Thomas Keller is, he's a new American Express commercial, which I've been seeing everywhere lately. Anyway, Chris was his pastry man. He's bringing back the neighborhood bakery. Um, they're open for breakfast, lunch. All, they've got sandwiches. It's just a great place, and I am honestly thrilled to have them as a sponsor. Okay, we are going to get started, but first, it is time, yeah, I haven't had a rant in a while, but I have to address what went on this week here in Las Vegas. Um, the James Beard Foundation came to town. They were going to announce the finalists for this year's James Beard Awards. If you don't know what the James Beard Awards are, I mean, it's, you know, it's the Oscars of the food world, I guess. I know I always say things are the Oscars of the porn world or the Oscars of this world, but these really are. They're the Oscars of the food world. Everybody gets excited about them. They came to Vegas to announce the finalists. Not a single Las Vegas chef or restaurant nominated. I mean, it, it, it was rough. And I mean, especially in the Southwest division that we're in, it doesn't include California, you know, it's Texas and Arizona, and I'm sure there are great restaurants there. But are you really telling me that in the top food capital of the planet, or one of, honestly, one of the two or three best food cities in America, nothing? Really, nothing, James Beard. Nothing at all. Nobody here that you could even nominate as a finalist. Um, yeah, I know there's a lot of crack in New York, and maybe you guys are smoking it. You've got to be out of your mind. And look, I understand that sometimes, you know, there are years, for example, that the, the, the um, Academy Awards decide they're going to go small and indie, and they're going to ignore the big, giant, you know, the powerhouse movies. And that's cool. I like it. I like indie films. If you want to go indie restaurants, that's cool. But if you're doing that, you don't announce it in James Cameron's house, okay? You don't come to Las Vegas to slap us in the face. Not cool, James Beard. 
and we're still a little pissed off, but you did give me some really good food this week, so I can't be that angry with you. That, thus the cholesterol on my upcoming physical. Anyway, we're going to be back. Um, that's what I have to say about it. We'll be back with James, oh, excuse me, with Gino Bernardo, not James Beard. He's dead, and he's probably rolling over in his grave right now, the way that his people treated us this week. Anyway, Gino Bernardo, just a second. This is David Ivey for Pub Crawl. It's funny because is David. You should, you should, no, you should just leave it on. Hi, I'm David Ivey from Pub Crawl, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And scene. And we're back at top of the food chain on the Vegas Video Network. Once again, I am Al Mancini, or I guess I remain Al Mancini. Um, look, we've got Gino Bernardo here. We're going to talk pasta. Hopefully you're watching this live. Get in the chat room. Just hit him with any questions you have about pasta or about his competition for Sexiest Chef in Las Vegas, which recently happened at Eater.com, or anything you have to ask him. We're about the fact that he's no longer going to be neighbors of the Playboy Club. But we'll get into all of that in a second. Live chat going on. If you have a question for a future show, email it to us. It's food at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We no longer have the 800 number, but we've got a link right on the website over there on the right-hand side of your screen. Just click it, and you can record it. Assuming you've got a nice modern computer with a microphone, you just record it and curse at me, whatever you want to do. Man, we, we enjoy it all. As long as we know you're watching, we don't care what you have to say. That's sort of what my teachers used to say to me <laughs> in school. <laughs> anyway, and of course, you can always follow me. Um, I'm on Facebook, and on Twitter, it's Al Mancini Vegas. So. Check all of that out. In the meantime, so glad to welcome back, second time on the show, Chef Gino Bernardo, Nove Italiano. Great to be back. Thank you so much. It's great to have you, man. Great to be back. You are at, a, to remind people, Nove Italiano. It is a nine-group restaurant, a sister restaurant of Nine Steakhouse in the right. Palms. In my personal opinion, as much as I love Chef Barry at Nine, I think Nove Italiano is the restaurant to go to at the Palms. Thank you so much. I either eat there or I eat at Curry Simon's yep. place when I'm in, in the Palms. And Great. It's Italian. You still have the steaks. Still have the steaks. Um, still no dry-aged beef, but we won't no, get we into No, we bring in dry-aged beef. On the, yeah, and we, we do our dry-aged program now. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe come and try to dry -age. I'll definitely try your dry-aged right. beef. But, um, yeah, a great restaurant. Very much, you know, kind of the hidden, you know, the nine steakhouses where all the celebrities know they want to go. Exactly. They go there, and they like to be seen. They like to have their picture taken. When the celebrity doesn't want their picture taken, but they still want that level, and maybe in a slightly quieter thing, they go up the elevator at the Fantasy Tower. There you are on the top floor, and there's Nove Italiano. You got the steak and you've got pasta. Oh, yeah, lots of pasta. Lots of fun things to eat at Nove. You have, we'll get into it, but I think probably, well, you know, I'll say it now, probably the most expensive pasta we in Las the, Vegas. Yeah, we have the most, uh, 40-something dollars for uh, my version of Fruity de Mar. I've never had it. You have to come in and try it now. Uh, yeah, because there's so many other great things on the menu. I know. And, they go, and you actually have a station set up where you make it. Yeah, it's Nova, uh, we call it the Nove Pasta Station. Uh, got the inspiration from a restaurant in Rome called Quincy and Gabrielli's. Um, I dine there every year. I go back to Rome, and they have a pasta station right in the middle of their restaurant. The smell, the garlic, the tomato, the chef preparing the pasta. I mean, it, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I like it. I get the smell and all that, and I get to watch it, but I don't have to pay 40-some dollars oh, yeah. for a pasta. <laughs> I get something less expensive. Now, I'm, I'm sure it's worth it. I mean, a lot of people said, and, you know, our friend of the show, Brock Radke, actually just wrote it up yeah, recently. Great, yeah, he had a great meal. So I'm going to talk about pasta. Okay. Let's Everybody knows pasta. I mean, there's nobody out there that doesn't make pasta a lot, yeah. um, unless they're 
gluten problem yeah, that's, or something. That, yeah. but, but, okay, let's, set, let's start with history. Okay. True or false? Marco Polo went to China and stole false. pasta. False. False. Okay. Pasta's okay. been around Italy for ever since the, since the beginning. The beginning, I mean, of Italy. the beginning of Italy, 20 different regions, everybody, every different region makes pasta. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen that there are actually references to lasagna going back to the first or second century. Yeah, first century. And a lot of people, I think, credit actually the Middle Eastern people with bringing a yeah. lot of pasta dishes They're down to, to Sicily and Palermo. Yeah. And then coming up, not until like the 1900s did pasta see tomatoes. Really? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that big. It was more of um, a filler than, you know, a main course. What, did they just throw butter on it or something? A lot of butter, Parmesan, um, down south, a lot of Bortaga, a lot of seafood. But tomatoes came later on. Okay, what is pasta? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a very basic dough. What does it have to be to be considered Italian pasta? Italian, well, we use Dorm wheat flour, double zero, Caputo flour, that's the name brand. We use great extra virgin olive oil, and we use eggs. And sometimes you don't have to use eggs. There's there's multiple areas to go, but at Nove we use a lot of eggs. If you don't want to use the eggs, you could use wine. Uh, you could use potato. I mean, it, sometimes you could just use water. Right? Yeah, water and flour, and that's it. Yeah, and, and then sea salt and cracked black pepper. Okay, what we all see when we go into the store when we want to buy pasta. We're just let's just talk the supermarket. Yeah. Okay, the average person that, that's out there. Um, we see the dried pasta. Dried pasta. And then we see, you know, then, then, and that's 99 cents, $1.49, yeah. whatever. And all right, man, cheap meal, I'm happy. Um, and then we go into kind of the pricier refrigerated section and we see the fresh pasta. Yeah. Are those kind of, are those things that we just see in supermarkets or is that what you have in a kitchen, dried and fresh? Well, yeah, we have dry and fresh pasta. Dry pastas are utilized in certain dishes that work great. And then your fresh pastas, like your raviolis, your cannolis, your cannellonis. Um, different linguinis are good for um, certain certain accompaniments, but um, dry pasta for me is like rigatoni bolognese. You you got the whole, so the rigatoni goes right into it. That's a great dry pasta that we use. And linguini and clams, you have to use the dry pasta. Have to. Have to. For me, I if you if um, with the clams and the sauce, um, if you used a, a fresh pasta, it just clumps together too much. And linguine and clams is one of those dishes that, to me, my for my wife, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Like yeah. when she wants just, if we're just going to go to a place and see how they do the basics, she wants spaghetti and meatballs. For me, it's linguine and clams. For me too, linguine and clams. What's the secret to a good linguine and clams? Using fresh clams, um, dry pasta, using great olive oil, garlic. Me, I'm, I love garlic. I love I love the spice of chili and finish with with parsley. And for us. For an Italian kid growing up, I, my great grandmother would always use pasta water as the, to thicken it up because you have the because you have the pasta water going. There's starch in there. You have the flour from from the pasta that's that's cooking and to thicken up your sauce. And it already has the saltiness, and with the clams being salty, um, so that's that's it. And I mean, linguine and clams is definitely the, the to go. pasta water though. That's that's yeah. key. Um, you know, it's funny because my wife and I. Not linguine and clams, but last night we made shrimp scampi yeah. pasta, which is very similar kind of yeah, taste. And we were debating whether to use um, some crushed red peppers in it. For, for a scampi or a, the linguine and clams, you like some nice Oh, uh, yeah, peppers? I like a little chili flake and I like the heatness at the end on the backside. Not overpowering, but I definitely think it, it makes the clam. The clam wants that. The clam wants the olive oil, wants the lamb, wants a little chili in it. Right. Um, size of the clams, you like to use the tiny. I, u- I use little necks mm-hmm. or manila clams. Uh, we, uh, we do. F- 50-50, like we'll, saute, we'll pre-cook them, take them out of the shell, add it to it, and then we'll also put steam some clams in there. And then we also do baked clams, 
oregano and put it right on top of the pasta. So you're getting clams a couple different ways. So look, so you start with your eggs and your flour, and this is what you end up with, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. this is the dough? This is the dough. This is uh, six eggs, three cups of flour, a little olive oil, and then a, a little water, and you uh, roll, roll it out. You knead it. Um, uh, we do it by hand at Nove Italiano. Um, I have two pasta nonas that have been with me for six years. They're the masters now. Um, I train them. I train them on new, um, new types of pasta that we're going to do, but they do everything by hand. Um, except when we roll it out, I give them the I give, do give them the pasta machine, and that's um, that's what it comes out to be afterwards. Oh, Silky, nice, right. that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you you do all this, you, and then now you've got to shape it. Yeah. The shape of the pastas are what people are, you know, excited about. There's I read over 300 official types of pasta. Yeah, there are so many different shapes and sizes, and then when you go to different regions, I mean, basic. The ravioli, the ravioli is the basic, but everybody has a different version of a ravioli. Different, different regions have agnolotis. Then you go to Piedmont, you have like a triangle one. So there's also there's so many different shapes and sizes of uh, stuffed pasta. But in order to make it, now you've got some interesting tools, and we're going to bring some more out after yeah. the break as well. But my could toys. you show people, yeah, some of these toys that you've got here? Because this, once you've got this big clump or this nice ribbon yeah. or sheet, then what do you do with it? So this is a, this is an old. Uh, this is called stamp pasta. So when an Italian, when Italian firstborn is show that to the so this is a stamp pasta. So you would roll, you would roll out the pasta, and then you would stamp right, that, it. That, that camera the camera right there. Yeah. You would stamp it down, and then you would have a beautiful uh, displaced. But these were given to me by my great grandmother. They were uh, they're from Italy. They were uh, from uh, her hometown, which is uh, Montival, which is outside of Parma. So they were given to me. When uh, my my to my mother when I was born, so it's kind of like. So would you do it? Would you use this? Yeah, you would. Pasta? Yeah, you would use this pasta. Okay, I know we weren't going to do a demo, but, but I I would kind of like to see you do it right. if we have a half a second. Move the bottle, sure, absolutely. Move the bottle. Live TV. <laughs> <laughs> so you would put it down on your thing. You would take your uh, pasta tool. First, you want to put the thing, then that. And then you just kind of cut it out. You cut it right out. Once you want to put the, uh, the once you put the kind yeah. of insignia in yeah. it, the, the sort of it Wonder Twin superpower. You want stamp your on you it. want your pa your pasta should be a lot colder, mm -hmm. like. And then you have these beautiful little discs. Yeah, and if you could just show that. To the camera, so this is called corsette. Yeah, and then that's just and the, that's for new children. You said newborn children. Yeah, newborn children. This is what you would get when you were born. Uh, your great, your grandfather, your great grandmother would give it to the mother, and that was something that uh, tradition. Your pasta that got you through your whole life. Exactly. Okay. Uh, what about this one, right? This here? is a guitar pasta. So this makes a, uh, you know, that would be considered your guitar strings, right? Yeah, and then you have musician. two. <laughs> then you have two different sizes. So you would put your pasta down. I'll just do a nice little tear. You would put your pasta down. And then when you're rolling pin, you would roll it, and then it would come out. It would come out and it would yeah. be your like or something like that. A lot thinner. A lot thinner. It, it's actually its own, its own shape, its own size. It's called guitar pasta. Okay. We're going to talk a little more about this, um, and we're going to show a lot of the shapes because there are so many shapes. But here's the question for you. Al dente. That's the way to cook pasta? Yes. I mean, that, everybody, if you're an Italian, you want your pasta al dente. 
So a quick story. Whenever I go to Italy, and even growing up, pasta was very al dente in my family, very to the tooth. That's how and then say what that means. Explain what to the, to the tooth. So it has it still has a bite when you cook fresh when you cook uh, dry pasta. You would see that white ring around there, and the more al dente, it's just not cooked all the way through. So when uh, traveling to Italy, cooking, when I come back, I cook it like I remember, and then I get it. Everybody sends it back, and so I start cooking <laughs> it a little lo little longer, and then people start sending it back. So basically, it's a it's a fine line. So a lot of people don't really understand that. Um, they think pasta should be mushy. Um, yeah. How about the old throw it against the wall and if it that sticks, works, it's done. Oh yeah, that, that's great for linguine and spaghetti. Just throw it right against the wall. If it sticks, you know it's good. Right. If okay, it bounces so off, you got to cook it a little longer. Okay, so that's that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's kind of what Scott does with shows here. He throws them against the wall and he sees which ones stick. I've stuck for a while, so I don't know how that worked. I feel like I've been banged against the wall a few times. But, um, Scott, we have a question. Oh, man, no love here. Uh, love, Doug wants on. to know, could you remind him what the name of that stamping tool is? It's a, called the Corsette. Cor corsette Pasta. You could actually go online and, and uh, pick up Corsette, and there's a guy in uh, Northern California that are actually making these stamps. Okay, well, look, we're going to take a quick break. We're going right to run on. through various shapes of pastas. Sure and maybe how they go best. Um, you guys stay tuned. Again, we will be back in just a second on Top of the Food Chain. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. And we're back on the Vegas Video Network with Top of the Food Chain. I'm Al Mancini, but that's not nearly as important as the fact that this is Gino Bernardo. Hello, Al. <laughs> one of the great Italian chefs in this town. Thank if you so just much. Just tuning in from Nove Italiano at the top of the Palms Fantasy Tower. You used to be a neighbor to the Playboy Club up there. Yeah, Playboy Club's uh, leaving us at the Palms. No more bunnies. No more bunnies. Oh, man, that's sad. It is going to be sad. Bunnies go bye-bye. Bunnies go bye-bye. That's not good. Your father's magazine's going bye-bye. Hey, what are they going to do with this space? What can you tell us? Come on. Um, come on. Spill the dirt here, man. I really uh, don't know. I know they're going to try to make it into an ultra club. And, and, oh, an ultra lounge. Yeah, That's just what we need in this another, town. Another there. ultra now. Wow. Well, thank you, Nine Group. Yeah, uh, I, think, was, I, was, <laughs> I was really upset we didn't have enough ultra lounges <laughs> in this town. I think. I'm not, I'm not privy to their, uh, <laughs> what they're doing, but um, whatever they do over there, it's going to be fun and hip and bring a new generation. Maybe too hip for me. That's the I never know. You never know. How about you? Before we get into this, are you going to be bringing back your um your kind of brunch thing that you do in the summer pool season? Where it's it went over sanity. It went over to the um to Ghost Bar. It's called GBDC. Right. Um, not it's more party atmosphere, not the food. Um, we're thinking about it next year. The only thing we did we opened it during the summertime when it was the pool season, so we kind of. I didn't really think things through, but I, I loved it. I want to bring it back. I always say, let's Very decadent vibe. Yeah, there, it was, it was you great. Know. You know, the food was great. Uh, the, the atmosphere, you know, there's nothing else really to do Sundays in Las Vegas. I, and I, I, I liked it because, like, you know, I'm too old to hang out 
with like the young hot people yeah. in a club setting. Yeah. But in a restaurant yeah. setting, I kind of feel yeah. okay doing it. No, you know yeah, I mean? we had a lot. We still get calls like, when when's it coming back and when are we gonna do it? You know. Okay. Well, hopefully it'll come back. Look, we have so many of these um, types of pastas, and I guess we're just gonna. I mean, Scott, I don't know how we're gonna get a shot of all these, but. We, you know, we'll try to shoot. We're going to hold these up first of all, just so we can. Let's have Gino go through them. We'll okay, take a shot of each one of them. Gino, go through each of them. Sure. So this is a Bignoli pasta. This is what this machine actually does. This is a gold dye press, and uh, you could actually get them longer. This is more going to be like your bucatini pasta. This is going to be a a, a fresh. All this is fresh pasta, but this is going to really have a good chew to it. We add butter to our. Um, our, our 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 dough mixture. So it's almost hollow. It's yeah. It from the other side. So it's almost it almost has it almost has a hollow hole in it, and it comes right out of this bad boy right here. I just got this a couple weeks ago. It's my new toy. <laughs> and how do you so do you fill that hole with anything or? Yeah, like it just comes up. No, but I mean in yeah. this this hollow oh, hole. Oh no you no stick no. Any kind of cheese or anything. No in there nothing in there. This is great for um, ragus. Um, just good uh, tomato sauce. This is going to really, really work good with uh, ragus. Next, well, while we're at it, you said ragu. Yeah. So sorry, I keep going off on oh, yeah. tangents. But um, so ragu is basically what when I grew up on the East Coast, it was whether it's sauce or gravy. Yeah. You call it sauce or gravy. Gravy. And a lot of people would say the gravy was when there was meat in it, yeah. and sauce was when there wasn't. But nobody really goes by that anymore. It's just no, no. Your term. No. But a ragu is going to have meat in it. A, mag right? a ragu is going to have meat. Definitely. Right. Not ragu that you buy in, in the supermarket. Market, no, no, but no, a ragu no. is a meat sauce. Yes. Right. Okay. And then this, the first one right here, this is a, a garganelli. This is from the Vento region. So it almost looks like a, a panette, if you see it. You just hold it right, right here. here but just there we go. That so this is um, garganelli, and it's a rolled pasta on that machine, the first machine that we have. So it'll, more like... That's um, this machine? No, no, the okay. bottom one machine. Okay. And this is uh, more for um, uh, what we do is we'll, we'll cook, uh, steam, uh, cook it off real quick. And this makes like a, almost like a, a lasagna, so our version of, of a different type of lasagna. Okay. And then we have uh, my great-grandmother's recipe for ravioli. So this is just a meat ravioli. And then we just shape it a little different. We make it look like um, a coin, and then we press it in. Well, your ravioli seems to almost be... Um here, like one sheet that's kind of folded over, yes. whereas I think a lot of people, when they think of ravioli, it's two sheets. Yeah. You put the, you know, you put the filling in, yeah. and then you kind of use that rolling yeah. pin, like my aunt used to do. Exactly. Dinner. So this, but you're just using one sheet, sheet of the pasta, yes. and you roll it over. For Is there all, a rule? Does it, for me, um, pasta to to filling, I don't like too much pasta because sometimes it just uh, it, you're, it's chewy, too much chewiness, and you're not really enjoying the filling. With all our uh, all of our raviolis, this is more traditional ravioli. This would be a traditional ravioli, but this is also still getting dry, uh, a little wet. Uh -oh. Sorry. This is also one piece of pasta too. So it's it's just rolled over. Okay. So um, I'm not a big believer with two. What is the difference between say an angliati and a, a ravioli? Just where the region that it's from. Okay. Basically, you know, there's not there's nothing really um, different. It's just uh, there. The pasta is going to be the same. It's just the way that they shape it. Okay. What else do we have? This is an interesting shaped pasta. We this have is our of. this is our basic tortellini, but we we just roll it um with the cutter. These go on all our steaks, okay. and then we kind of make a, uh, we put them al forno style. So after we cook them with uh, Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, and garlic, so it almost has like that kind of like deep fried. Uh, so flavor. that filling is just kind of sitting in there. It's yeah. not really yeah. covered with anything. Nope. Um, 
And what what is this? This looks this like is a crab a, cake. Or so something. I brought <laughs> a cookie. I, don't I know brought two is. different things. This would be your uh, potato gnocchi to your left, okay. and this is called a Roman gnocchi. This is all semolina flour. Okay. So two different types of uh, gnocchis that I wanted to bring. Can we clarify gnocchi? Because um, you know Luciano Pellegrino and I've had the, Pellegrini Pellegrino. I get that one wrong. Frankie and Luciano. Yeah. <laughs> mistaken. But anyway, Luciano over at Valentino and I have had this conversation. I've had it with a few other people. Gnocchi really, technically, only refers to the shape. Exactly. Right? You can. It doesn't have to be made with potato. No. He made me lamb's brain gnocchi. Exactly. Which, you know, is that, that must have been great. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but so gnocchi is a reference to the shape, shape. of the pasta. Yep, correct. But in America, we, we generally expect it to be potato. potato. Potato gnocchi. How do you keep it from? If you're making it at home, I tried making gnocchi. 20 years ago, I was living in Manhattan at the time, and he tried to the potato and to get it down. And, you know, Alex Strada always tells me, oh, he has seven basic steps to making gnocchi, and if you master them, anyone can make it. And Maynard Keenan makes gnocchi at yeah. his restaurant when he's there from Tool. But I can't make gnocchi. Why? What is, what's the secret to making it light and not this disgusting, don't, dense... Don't overwork it. Don't work the glutens in the flour and in the potato, and then the less you work it... So you want to get, down, you want to get it down really quick... The potato, the flour, the eggs, the cheese, bang it out, and then just cut them. The shape doesn't really have to do much with it. You know, you could do big ones, you could do small ones. In the water, out of the water, shock it. Okay, there you go. The secret to gnocchi. Um, we've got a question. Scott. Yeah, Sally wants to know if uh, Gino offers flavored pasta at his restaurant, for example, spinach, for example. It's a flavored pasta, like spinach pasta. Yeah, like we, do, we do spinach pasta. We do uh, squidding pasta, uh, tomato pasta. I, mean, I we love eat, a good squid ink yeah. pasta. Yeah, oh, that's the best. Um, we actually do, in our spaghetti nova, our over-the-top uh, seafood pasta, we do white spaghetti and squid ink spaghetti. You ever notice that if you, and yeah, my goth friends are going to like this, you ever eat squid ink pasta and your lips just turn black oh, yeah. by the end of the night and you look like you should be going to a Marilyn exactly. Manson concert? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, has Marilyn Manson ever eaten your squid ink pasta? Because no. he should. He should, he should come by. What kind of um, celebrities do you get up there, by the way? Um, we get... Yeah, uh, that you're allowed to talk about. That, no, I mean, we, we, uh, uh, who was the last? Tonight we have... Uh, you can't <laughs> say it tonight. The no, good people will be up there. Uh, a couple <laughs> cast members from the Jersey Shore are going to be up there. Oh, well, then people will be running away. <laughs> no. Yes. Um, wow, Dale, that's not good advertising uh, for your restaurant. I know. Um, the la uh, we had a race car driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in. A lot of sports athletes come in. So, I mean, there's a, a wide range. When they don't want to go see Barry, they'll come upstairs and see me. Right. Yeah, he, Barry's, are you as much of the VIP host as Barry is? Barry knows how to schmooze those Oh, yeah, I, I learned from the best. Uh, yeah. I, I worked at Nine for a while. Um, I really enjoy talking to the celebrities and seeing what they're up to. These, again, that we have here that I'm going to you know, pull this up, this was made in advance. These are those um, corsette. The corsette that you were talking about. The stamp about. And They come out of the stamps. And, I mean, you know, these were done. Oops, sorry, they're a little slippery. But, you know, these were done beforehand and yeah. when they were at the right temperature. And just, you know, really just. Beautiful. Here's the question. Um, what sauces go best with what types of pasta? So for me, when you have uh, a stuffed pasta, you want it to be a very light sauce. You want uh, the stuffing to be the star actor um, and then a nice, little, a nice light sauce. When you use something like this, this is, this is from our neck of the woods. This is what we grew up on, Gavit. Cavatelli, but we, but we used to call Gavad it Gavadil. This would be great with, you know, broccoli robin sausage. Mm -hmm. You know, um, with your, sp with your uh, spaghettis and your linguinis, you want to have a nice ragu. But you don't want it to be over saucy. 
a lot, you know, to tell a great pasta is that at the end of the um, meal, it's not, there's not soup left over. So there was a ratio from uh, sauce to pasta. That makes a great pasta. So when it's too saucy, you don't need to eat it with your spoon. You yeah, but it is nice to have it to suck, you know, to get some bread. And, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I was okay. brought, you know, in the Mancini household. Yeah, sorry, sorry, the Sicilian sorry. household I grew, grew up in, you got the bread, okay. and you, even if it was Wonder Bread, it didn't matter. You're getting every <laughs> last so bit of that sauce, right. man. What kind of, you know what, we've got another question, and then I'll get to it. Right. Yeah, we're almost, we're almost wrapped up here, but Bill wants to know, if I were to try and make homemade pasta, can you provide any advice? What type should I make? What kind of ingredients should I use? I would start out with, you know, the basic. I would um, make a, go online and get a simple recipe, flour, eggs, water, uh, make your dough, let it sit, and then uh, play with it. I mean, roll it out nice, and then you could, you could, um, you could get like a pizza cutter and just cut cut uh, uh, different si different shapes, different sizes. I mean, pasta doesn't have to have a, a perfect, you know, you know, setting. It could be it could be just mix and match, and then throw it in uh, throw it in your salted boiling water. When you're cooking it, make sure fresh pasta the water is boiling very rapidly. You have your salt in there. You have a little extra virgin olive oil. It's salt in first that that raises the boiling temperature yes, of the water, correct? correct? So it is important. You don't necessarily need the salt for the taste as no. much as you need it so that yeah, the water gets hotter. Hot. The water will boil at 212 degrees, and it'll never get hotter hot than enough. that if yes. you don't have, you have salt. But if you put salt in, it'll get up yeah. to 230, 240, whatever, yeah. something like that, right? Definitely on you know the coastal regions of Italy, they would actually take the seawater out of the ocean and actually cook their pasta in there. But I think it is important that people realize that, that, that the salt is not necessarily being added yeah. for the flavor of the salt, but rather to raise the temperature yeah. of the water. Um, what about the thing which I used to do in the old days is just throw a little olive oil in the water so the pasta won't stick together. Is that a good idea, bad idea, uh, just stupid? I, I do it the opposite. So as soon as the pasta comes out of the water, and I would put it on a little sheet tray or in, in, my, in my bowl, and I would hit it with a little drizzle of uh, olive oil and then give it a toss so it doesn't stick. I don't think the olive oil in there is going to really hit. Because that stays on the surface of the... Um, yeah, it the doesn't water. make sense to me, but I used to do <laughs> yeah. it when I was younger. I don't know. Well, look, first of all, Gino, this is, it's great having you, man. It's, it's so much fun to talk about pasta. Um, I do want to let people know some things we have going on. Of course, always Nove Italiano, incredible restaurant, worth going to, in, included in the book, Eating Las Vegas, yes, the definitely. essential restaurant for the love second the year in a right. row. Yeah. So, um, man, it's always great having you, having you up here. Um, you and I are doing something with our good friend Jolene Menina. On Saturday night, and you know, I talk about the back of the house brawls. Which, if you haven't, real quick, it's a truck stop thing. Is the Saturday night truck stop every Saturday night at Tommy Rockers? Back of the house brawls. A bunch of world famous chefs get off the strip and they jump in a truck, a food truck, and they make great food. Most weekends, I get to eat it because I'm a judge, yeah. or one of our friends gets, or you get to eat yeah. it because you're a judge. But um, the average person can't eat that food. They only make like eight servings. Yes. This weekend is crazy, man. There, we're going to be or Joe's going to be selling the food to the public. Uh, that these super famous chefs. We got Brian Howard from Kamsa. We've got Sean from um, Prime Steakhouse. These guys are going to get in food trucks, make crazy food truck food, and all of you can buy it. Fifty cents of each dollar you spend while you're there is going to go to send some really cool local kids who are aspiring chefs to a national competition. Silverado High School. Silverado High School. They yeah. won a local competition. Now they go into the nationals. They need to raise seven grand to go. 
Gino's auctioning, uh, not auctioning, raffling off a meal and a cooking class? Yeah, so we'll make pasta at that cooking class. <laughs> yeah, so you can buy raffle tickets for Gino. You can buy food that normally people don't get to eat. I'm selling copies of my book. 60% of the price will go to help these kids. It's all going to be at the Saturday Night Truck Stop at Tommy Rockers this weekend. If you need more details, almancini.net. You can find them all there. We are, wow, we've been, we have a clock here, so I can tell I'm actually two minutes over. So let's get the hell out of here. I'll be back next week. Cheers. Thank you so much.